I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So, Kevin, mm -hmm. did you know that when your husband makes love to me or to you, Whoops! I fucked it up. It's. <laughs> Would you like a second take on this? We're at the beginning of the episode, so Stop, you know. Pause. Be kind. Rewind. Um, <laughs> when your husband makes love to you, it's my face that he sees. Um. Well, that that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't know what to say to this. Sir, I don't even have a husband. What? What? I believe you're mistaken. <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> Please drive around to the first window where you'll receive your fries. I'd also like some mozzarella sticks, if that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For after I fuck your husband. <laughs> Icon. Icon. Just wonderful. Oh, my God. This movie just gives me the warm and fuzzies. Which is weird to say, but you know what? I'm sticking to I, it. It just captures that time period so mm -hmm. well. And uh, everything is heightened and just these, it, it's, it, you'll, you'll just be rolling along and everything seems fairly normal. And then just something like insane will happen. Like she will <laughs> confront a little kid at the school and just be like, watch out you asshole. And I'm like, what's going on? This is great. That's the thing is that like she kind of wins you over because when you were a kid, you know, I, I think everyone probably was bullied in some form or yeah. fashion and you know your parents wouldn't always do what you hope they would do to stop right. it but Peyton right. she goes the extra mile she like she comes to the school looking fly as fuck with her oh, little yeah. sweater wrapped around her her chest oh, oh that sweater it's and so just iconic yeah put some people in their place and I support yeah. it yeah I do too she's like that cool aunt who yeah. fix all your problems and then you end up liking her more than, you know, your actual parents. Well, that's <laughs> that, all part of the plan. Her wicked, that's nefarious part of the, yeah. plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, uh, uh, the way she's able to, like, subtly turn everyone against the mom in this is just so <laughs> twisted, so but great. so, like, smart. Yeah. I mean, listen, I enjoy that this is a film where you can see multiple perspectives. It's very smartly... Yeah written because you see everyone's point of view and you're like I can see where she would be right but I also know where she's coming from and if I went through the same thing I might be the same way you know uh, yeah I mean the, I always forget just like the first 10 minutes of this movie are just mm -hmm. really freaking intense yeah. in, in terms of everything that happens you know well, obviously to Clara the doctor but then mm -hmm. also you know that happens to her like as a result of that like yeah, I mean she I mean, loses she loses everything her everything you know her husband her child uh, the, the life insurance like, uh so uh you can keep the house until you give birth but then like you probably have to find another you're gonna have to leave. And, and and then <laughs> that look that she gives them when they're like are you gonna be okay and she's just like yeah mm, she's like stewing yeah, you're like don't fuck yeah. with her this is gonna this is, will not so end, end well for you it's so good. Uh, it's so good. She looks like like Hillary Clinton in those yes! like early scenes too. Yes, I always <laughs> like thought 90s that. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. It's like um, I think like she, Hillary Clinton, and Tracy Lords should all just play mm. sisters. You know, just <laughs> do like a production of three sisters with them for no reason. Oh my gosh. Just, be, just because. This theme, it's gonna be a fun month. It's it a really is good mix of uh, wacky thrillers that mm -hmm. uh, will keep people. Hopefully invested. Hopefully you'll stick with us. You know, even if it's not like you know, hundred percent blood and guts horror, that you will still be here with us. Most yeah, most of the time. Sorry for the so, the so horror so. bros here that are like, where are all the tits and and the decapitations? <laughs> this has breastfeeding. Okay, this so has very know. erotic breastfeeding scenes. So calm down. Midnight yeah. breastfeedings. <laughs> Which was Part an alternate two. title for the film, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> In I some territories. <laughs> yes. Terroratories, yes. Midnight breastfeeding. Although this this film uh, I think fairly realistic ish. Yeah, I mean it it's, it's a heightened happen. portrayal, but I mean I guess it could happen. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> my favorite is when uh you meet her for the first time and she just walks out from in front of that school, the school bus bu- and they're just having entrance. it's so good and they're having that conversation about like oh well you know i actually didn't see your ad at all and uh you know i, I i'm not from the agency which is so many red flags here and claire is just like oh great come in have some tea <laughs> would you like a scone with your lies <laughs> it's it's very mrs doubtfire here yeah <laughs> Hello, I'm Hello. <laughs> Give me your That's baby. Sm- I've got a boob. <laughs> <laughs> That's Smythe family, dear, not Smith. <laughs> Smythe. I was in a band, severe tire damage. <laughs> yeah. Layla, don't make me get that hose. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Why are we not covering Mrs. Daffy this no. month? Oh, it's a horror movie of sorts. We could recut it as a horror movie. There are trailers exactly. out there. Yeah. Oh, wow. it is. You know, I, 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 I did think while watching it last night, this probably couldn't mm. quite happen these days because they might not show Claire's picture on the news like they do. Mm, true. They might try to pr- protect her identity. They they would just say she, he was accused by a unnamed person, and this yeah. is what happened. So I'm like, maybe right. that wouldn't be as easy to figure out these days. I don't know. Right, right. And and Claire would maybe check Facebook these days to at least, you know, maybe. see that Peyton is not a real person. <laughs> but maybe Peyton's like off the grid, you know. She's like She could be. She's she's a cool, yeah. She's yeah. like twenty eighteen Laurie Strode. She lives in like a compound somewhere. <laughs> like we don't know. We, we don't know. It's crazy that this woman has more development than Laurie Strode in those new <laughs> movies, let me tell you. <laughs> Like, I, I care more about Peyton than I do about isn't her, which is that bad. But... A fucking kick in the nuts. That it's like, yeah. it makes us root for this it, potentially very insane per, per person. And yet you're like, or at least I like kind of it. sympathize with, you know, I, it's like, yeah. you totally get it though. Like I'm, I'm kind of on her, her page for most of the movie, which is yeah, kind of shocking. I, She's, you know, she takes it a little bit too far, but who who does it, you know? know. Some, sometimes this there. happens, you know? We've all been there. She is <laughs> caught up in the moment. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. bless her. That's, yeah, 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 you know, people will always say these movies are anti-feminist and everything else. And I'm just like, okay, but, you know, at least the, I care about her. Like, you know, That's she's a, a somewhat developed person mm-hmm. here and they could have just had a totally one-dimensional character he didn't know anything about he just came in and you know fucked up the family and everything i yeah. still probably would have liked it but Which i like it more <laughs> basically every lifetime film since this yeah I mean, this movie basically invented the the lifetime movie formula with like the perfect nanny yeah. the perfect au pair right. the perfect right. dental hygienist who steals your husband and tries to steal your kids because she can't have any right. it's like it's that whole whole thing it's always like we said last time around that we did uh, family mo- movies. It's like this invading force comes mm-hmm. into this family and uh, fucks it up. And the family was already pretty fucked up to begin with. So it really just kind of exposes what was already there. Um, even like we talked about The Guardian last oh, year. Yes. Like it's the same way. It's like here's this outside force that comes in and fucks up everything. But they were already pretty fucked up to begin with. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, you deserve to have your baby fed to a tree. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ever think about Maybe. that family? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you no. weren't so damn boring. <laughs> you don't think about anyone but yourself and your little page boy haircut. That's all you care about. God, every woman. <laughs> she she doesn't have the um the, the bowl cut in this movie, Thank though. Like every, every other movie from this God. <laughs> era, oh, they had the bowl cut. Yeah. I, I still, I, I'm sure people critics and other people have written about this more extensively than I could like really get into but like why these movies were so popular mm-hmm. like in the early 90s in particular and oh, yeah. uh, it's just like I, I mean I know part of it's the whole end of the Cold War stuff and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah and everybody's looking inwards and blah 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 and then you had a lot of women enter the workforce and yeah. I think there was a backlash to that but I don't know it's just it's really interesting hearing different people talk about like a movie like this because some people will say like oh this is the most anti-feminist thing other and mm-hmm. other people will say like oh you know actually is kind of I don't know, like not, I don't know, forward thinking, but at least yeah, like it, it's portraying, like, I don't know. Like it, I feel as if, I don't know. If Peyton wasn't as well developed, I could see yeah. the anti-feminist thing because she could become like a sort of a boogeyman or I guess a boogie woman for sure. women who are not looking after their kids. 
You know, like sure. if you let yeah. a stranger into your house instead of taking care of your kids like a real woman should, you know, then <laughs> right, maybe this sure, is what's going to sure. happen. I like I could see that, but with the way mm-hmm. she's per- portrayed with all this nuance and you know, I'm going to throw that theory out the window. Even if you don't read her as like a human being and just read her as like this this like existential angst like, again mm. we're getting all heady here but you know <laughs> the sort of angst of like and marlene makes this point later on that like at this point in history women were expected to do everything for the mm. first time really in history yes. they were expected like go to work and give blowjobs as she says still make and time for blow, <laughs> blow jobs for and dinner. lasagna yeah <laughs> yeah so you could you, you could argue that this movie is kind of just you know a big metaphor allegory whatever thing about that of just like you know the effects that that has on the family unit of just like you know of trying to do a million different things at once and all the shit that happens as a result of that but i think marlene does not deserve her fate because she is an icon for our times and she's fantastic she gets some of the best lines in this movie yeah i don't think julianne moore has ever been better than in this movie i like (laughs) she's she's so full of life because you know she she (laughs) tends to do like kind of the same thing a lot like and i don't think it's really her i think it's just like she did one thing really well once and then everyone every everyone was like let's get her to do that exact same thing again it's like it's it's that pretty white lady suffering thing but (laughs) suffering tastefully you know yes but in the this, hours magnolia oh yeah, yeah absolutely etc cetera, etc cetera. boogie nights even even yeah. in that was a little Carrie, bit different, but... in the remake of carrie yes. she she did the same yeah. thing i'm like that's not really how that yeah. works but in this <laughs> like she's so full of life and she's just like sassy and sarcastic yeah. and just like a ball yeah. buster and i love yeah. her i love her in this and she's got a great hair yeah. haircut in this too she does and yeah. i think and if I'm not mistaken, this is about the time where she decided she was going to stop aging. I think she was just like, I'm I'm just going to stick to this age. It works for me. It's true. Because she, she has an age. She still looks good. Sense. Yeah, she still looks about the same. Yeah. yeah. It's like we had that yeah decade in the 90s where we were looking inwards, but we learned nothing from looking yeah. inwards. And uh, then things just got terrible again. I think we need like 90s summer school. We, we need to just re- yeah. repeat the grade, figure out if we can learn from this. <laughs> yeah. Because we have a lot of problems. Yes. And we're not fixing them. Yeah. This blind patriotism, you know, it doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How about blind patronism? I don't know. Patronism. Now, blind patronism, yeah. I can get behind. <laughs> I will follow this woman. This through is a woman thick or thin, you know? who is the ideal of the American dream. She loses everything yeah. and builds it all back. It's a little too late at the end there, but you know what? She gave it a good <laughs> try. Tries. You got to give her props. She, she really is just trying to have a family. It, yeah. She's kind of like trying to hit two birds with one stone because she's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I got to take out this woman because she fucked yeah. up my life. And then I want a family. Okay, yeah. let's just do both at the same time. It's like, you know, her get husband's it. kind of a fox and her kid's really cute. Yeah. So, you know, just get her out of the picture. We're good to go. It's we are all one. set. Yeah. She likes a perfect. good deal, this Peyton. Yeah, it's true. One, true. one stop shop. Yeah. Yeah, more of these movies again. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like a running theme this month. But yeah. like, I just, I want Bring it on. to see more of this. The, the last one that was kind of like this was A Simple Favor, I think. Yeah. And that was good. But mm-hmm. like, we haven't had too much else since. I mean, even that was more like towards the, it was comedy, melodrama. It was an interesting blend of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you've been watching a lot of new stuff. Has any of it been good that you've seen? Well, I watched, there's someone in your house or in, in my house or their house or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, all the houses. All the houses. Our house in mm-hmm. the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of the street. Full house. Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> um, you know yep. what? It's still alive, and it's in this movie uh, because it is so <laughs> fucking boring. I couldn't get through it. Like, I was trying so hard, and, about, like, it wasn't grabbing me. Like, the first scene was all right, and then I, I was <laughs> like, I'm going to give it a chance. And then, like, it introduces all these characters there are 500 mm. characters in this movie. You don't get to know any of them. And, mm. like, the main c- character is obsessed with, like, this guy who's, like, a bad boy, but he's not really a bad boy. Like, he's, like, he's like a goober, and you're like, this isn't a bad boy. Like, a bad boy is, like, Christian Slater in he- yeah. Heathers. This guy, yes. I think if you blew on him, he would fall apart. Like, I don't think <laughs> he's a bad boy. And they're like, he's so yeah. dangerous and scary and mysterious. I'm like, oh, shut up. And... <laughs> 
for and, 2021 maybe yeah, like, like come this on, is kids. ridiculous he has no edge i'm like this is stupid it's like he he still smokes cigarettes who smokes cigarettes anymore like that's literally what they say i got like halfway through and i was like is it bad if i just stop watching it and then i was like no no chris you have to pow- power through and yeah. i did and then i felt like i should have just stopped mid mid midway through it's always so sad because you keep watching you're like surely this, yeah. this must get better and then like a good finale or when like half the movie yeah or like when half the movie is decent then but then the rest of it's just shit yeah. and that, that's hard it, yeah i don't it's i it's think hard. this movie did teach me a lesson though it taught me that it's okay to call it quits midway through a movie because if if a movie hasn't grabbed you by midway through it's probably not going to you know there might be one decent scene toward towards the end but that's not worth it that's not worth your time it's, that you've it's lost. It's true. I can't think of a single film off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, I really like the first half, and then the yeah. second half is just terrible, you know? I it's, just can't. I, I mean, I the other way around. I mean, what, what do I mean? I don't know what I what mean. What do you mean? You know what I mean. <laughs> Stop it and reverse it and flip it? What? Reverse it, yes, <laughs> where I don't like the first half, and then I like the second half. Yeah. yeah. That just, just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen, you know? It's rare. It's very rare. <clears throat> you know, uh, we're getting a lot of slashers now, which is cool, but they're not all going to be, you know, hits oh no because even back they're in, not all in gonna the be... day they weren't you know for every no, no. hell night you had like a new year's evil or something it was like what the right. fuck is this yeah, so. well let's know. be real a lot of those movies like are class quote-unquote classics now because nostalgia like oh yeah. i have a, i have a hard time like justifying that some of these movies i watch and i'm like really this is what we're getting like the criterion release not criterion but oh, you know, yeah. scream factory release <laughs> <Criterion. laughs> yeah like <laughs> lofty we are today <laughs> lofty give it time give if it time only this would get a criterion release i think the hand that rocks the, you would the cradle think. deserves one yeah critics were always weird about these movies they were always sort of a guilty pleasure thing and mm-hmm. um i feel no guilt it really has only been with only pleasure. I feel no guilt it's only been within the first like last like decade or so that i feel like people have been like oh actually they were really interesting and it'd be yeah. nice to have some movies like this again I, i've heard people like making documentaries or working on documentaries about like erotic thrillers and stuff oh. and I'm like that's cool do you watch anything good um well i haven't watched anything good no oh. uh, <laughs> well, well, any- <laughs> i'm sorry have well, you watched that's anything? not entirely true <laughs> i i rewatched um gremlins 2 actually last night for the first time in oh, quite yeah. a while and it's a fucking crazy ass fucking movie it Isn't is it like one of those movies like like seed of chucky where they just gave um dante like a million dollars to go do whatever the fuck he wants so he basically made what is essentially this giant like hollywood satire and it's like making fun of even the previous movie and i'm just like this is this is pretty ballsy mm-hmm. it, it, this is probably why it didn't really do all that well at the box office because it was a little too out there but uh like seed of chucky mm-hmm. but it, it it uh just reminded me like how fun it is if we ever do gremlins we have to do like a double feature with oh, both of those because totally just to get that in so but i watched the episode three of chucky oh uh, which is still really good what a great and, show <laughs> wonderful show yeah. and yeah. it's like it's yeah. almost making me feel bad for lexi and i'm like don't do that to me don't play with my I emotions know. don mancini don't you do it i know we love a lovable bitch i like, know what on. is happening like she is a monster and then here comes yeah. episode three i'm like oh She's got the autistic sister who she actually seems yeah. to care about. I'm like, I don't right. know. Right. This is getting and, deep. You know, I'm not going to like spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but like the, the, if you watch the first two episodes and you're like, oh, this is kind of slow, just wait till the fucking end of the third <laughs> yeah. episode because it, they cranked everything up to like yeah. a fucking 11 and it was just yeah, insane. Preteens being stabbed and explosions uh, yeah. and all kinds of fun That's stuff. That's the thing about, like, I was like, when, when the show first started, I was like, what are they going to do with this? Because they actually mm-hmm. hired like, you know, preteen type yeah. actors to play this role. And I'm like, you're not going to see them getting killed, right? Oh, just you wait, Henry <laughs> yes, Higgins. Yes, we do. <laughs> this is truly ballsy. the show I wanted when I was like th- their age. You know, I wanted to show about yeah. people that were like super young who were yep. in like a sl- slasher kind of scenario because you because you've never yep. seen that. No, you you don't. And the the um the tone they're going for here makes it even more kind of uh uh just surprising because mm-hmm. it is this kind of developed characters and yeah. uh yeah, there's some dark comedy in there but it's not like like a total like slapstick thing, mm-hmm. you know? So like when when people die, like you feel it. Like when this oh, yeah. when there's a death that happens in this one, it wasn't even a character I really cared that much no. about, but it was like shit uh wow. they went there it's a you lot know? of stabs <laughs> like calm uh, down yeah it just kept going Chucky. 
And it was the way they played it too. It was like you thought maybe this person would get away, and then it was like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, like fuck it, we're going all out. Uh, we're going all out. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for the the rest of the like five episodes or something that are left. Same. It's, it's it's great I am so far. Yeah. With us, I think it's, it's on its way to being a masterpiece. So let's see. What about this movie here? Like we said, uh, early 90s, big time for all these big psychological thrillers and uh, erotic thrillers. And this one's more of like a domestic thriller, which makes it kind of unique from some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of like femme fatale type characters in these movies who, again, we, we root for. Maybe not everyone else, but we do. Um, oh, yeah. To some degree. Directed by Curtis Hansen, who has kind of a crazy filmography. Here, yeah. You know, like L.A. Confidential and like 8 Mile and uh, Wonder Boys, which I like a lot. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. And uh, In Her Shoes, which is like a romantic comedy. Um uh, he's a good director. He's Absolutely. just done a lot of like different stuff, like yeah. a variety of stuff here. But yeah, it's kind of um, a dream car- career though, because he's kind of gotten is. to do I mean, everything. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. L.A. Confidential doesn't do a whole lot for me, but I know it's like a classic for many people from the mm-hmm. '90s. So you know, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Eight Mile even was that was a big movie oh, from yeah. when it came out. It not as much anymore, but like at the time, it was a it was everywhere. I remember mm-hmm. it was. It was like, oh, Eminem's gonna act. Oh, and Brittany Murphy's there. Ah, gone too soon. Oh, I did. I did watch that HBO Max documentary. That's another thing that I watched. The Brittany Murphy. I've heard it's one. kind of depressing. It's I mean, very depressing. I, it just made makes me sense, angry. but yeah. <laughs> oh no. I was like, damn it, we lost her, and we didn't have to. Yeah. It's avoidable, you know. <sighs> That's sad. That's sad. And uh, this was written by Amanda Silver, who has also done Eye for an Eye. And The Relic, that creature movie from the, the late 90s relic. there. I love The Relic. Yeah. It's fun, yeah. Oh, it's so it's fun. fun. And uh, recently, a bunch of those Planet of the Ape reboot movies that I always forget about because I haven't seen them. But yeah, I forgot they were things. Not the Tim Burton ones, but no, yeah, the, the yeah, new the ones. Yeah. Other ones. Yeah. Is that like the yeah. James Franco ones or something? Wasn't he involved uh, in that or probably. something? Probably. It seems like something he would be in. Yeah, so. I don't really keep track. <laughs> we'll track of the franco filmography yeah but, either know, one I really <laughs> yeah um this title was taken from a 1865 poem by william ross wallace um it praises motherhood and the primary impetus no uh, uh sorry it praises motherhood as the primary impetus for changing the world i always forget how many fucking gilbert and sullivan re- references there are in this movie it's it is just every other scene it is I mean, insane is even there... the opening titles is just poor wandering one it's poor wandering one which you hear like 50 Beautiful. times in the movie because Peyton and occasionally you hear the poor wandering one the poor wandering one yeah it's like sort of making reference to pirates of penzance and hms pinafore and both of those music uh, operas have like nannies who end up switching babies or like there's there, there's a weird plot points that are similar to that mm-hmm. anyway and uh so I get it, but it also just plays up like how uh, pompous this like white upper middle class family are. Like they just sit around listening to fucking <laughs> Gilbert, Gilbert and Sullivan, Sullivan all day at dinner too. Like, I'm like, just yeah, play some Bobby Darren or something. I mean, just calm it down with the Gilbert and Sullivan. Even in like one of the opening scenes where he's like just shaving, shaving, and they're yeah. just sitting there like singing it. And I'm just like, okay, we'll y'all. <laughs> We get it. You're white and you're waspy. <laughs> like we get it. I bet you went to college somewhere special yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the yuppies in peril, right? It's, oh, you I know. love yuppies um, in peril. I, I I love seeing them squirm. It's it's <laughs> great. Them squirm uh, like a bug. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, filmed in 1991, spring of that year, mainly in Seattle, Washington, uh, which I can see it's very overcast mm-hmm. throughout a lot of this movie. Um, opened on January 10th, 1992. Uh, it was number one at the box office for like four weeks in a row. So good for it. Was. It grossed quite a bit too, like 140 million against Holy a 12 fuck. million dollar budget. Like that's, that's really nuts. good. Yeah, I'm shocked they didn't like try to do a sequel. Try like a sequel or something. Peyton yeah, comes back from the dead with like a picket fence in her stomach. Yeah. Just, just like an anthology series of like different nannies entering different houses. I'd watch that. I would totally watch that. It's not, it's not too late. Netflix, Hulu, you want to pick up a series? We got an idea. Yeah. The hands yeah. that rock the cradles. Right, exactly. But it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. And again, it just shows how in the early 90s people focused, how focused they were on these stories of just mm-hmm. like home life things and like dysfunctional families. And it's, it's interesting because a film like this would not make anywhere near that 
these days. Probably I, I just not. cannot see it. It probably wouldn't even play up in like that. Theaters, it would just go probably straight not. to. It would be streaming. like a Netflix thing or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Critics mixed, but actually more positive than not. So that's good. Um, I think it had be. like a 60 some on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think I saw like yeah. 63% or something. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was curious last Ebert. night. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is going to, okay. This is going to really surprise you here with these takes here. Ooh. So Ebert, he, he, he was positive for the most part, but his, his reasoning, what do you think his reasoning was? Well, it's because basically he thought that uh, Rebecca De Mornay was a beautiful woman who did a very good job. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong here. It's not wrong. All he talks about is the fact that like, she's, she's this villainous and how uh, it's very effective performance. And, and okay, Siskel, get this. My Uh-oh. biggest objection is the scenes with the children in jeopardy or <laughs> psychic. <laughs> oh, reliable Siskel. <laughs> Quintessential Ebert and Siskel. Siskel over here. It's just. And then um, Rebecca De Mornay initially auditioned for the role of Claire, which would have been interesting, but oh, she's so much better interesting. as Mrs. Mott. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, actually, Annabella. Audition for the role of Mrs. Mott, which I don't know how that would be, but interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah. wow. I mean, it's it's not really Annabella Shiora's fault, but Claire is just kind of a dud. You know, she's just kind yeah. of very she, she does what she can. You, you know, know, the whole yeah. the whole yeah. the whole time. It's just not it's not the best part. Like the part that you want in this is either Peyton or Mar Mar Marlene. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like you feel for Anna, uh, Annabelle's. Uh, what's her name? Claire. Claire I, would, I already yeah. forgot. Claire. You, you Claire. feel for Claire because she's like being gaslit, but it. Yeah, it. It's like they they just don't give her a whole lot to to work with as a character. Exactly. And, I don't know. And that like I mean one of her biggest character traits is that she has asthma. Like yeah. you can do better than that, writers. <laughs> like come on, like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, and she can like build greenhouses and shit. Apparently, she's very, she's very handy. She is. She really is. She's... What, what do these people? Where, where do they work? Like, I, I don't. Like, I mean, he's like uh, a what, scientist what or some shit, right? He's like that. Yeah, I think po- so. Potions and stuff. In a traveling uh, show, yeah. Sure, yeah. He just goes from yeah. town to town. <laughs> um, he's just yeah. He does that, and she d- just freelances with greenhouses. I don't know. I guess, but they, they have a, a lot of money apparently because they have this giant ivory Victorian house mm-hmm. uh, and enough money to build this giant greenhouse in their backyard. Although maybe back uh, yeah. then, like the economy was like a little more stable, maybe. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see, what was this, 1992? We would have just been coming out of, yeah, it was still Bush, so it was still like a recession. Yeah. But so these guys are, these, this family is just like flaunting it. Oh my God, space, read the basically. room, Bartell family. <laughs> read the room yeah jesus yeah uh christopher mcdonald turned down the part of michael that would have been interesting oh i like him uh, i do too um, i think he would have been like a little too like ag- aggressive though uh yeah so that's the background information uh what's going on here uh well there's there's a family the bartels who love their gilbert and here's Sullivan. a story <laughs> of a lovely nanny <laughs> who's about to fuck up this family and Ba-dum-ba-dum. they are just don't really have any problems because Claire's pregnant. She's the mother, the wife. Yeah. And uh, then they have a kid already, Emma. Mm-hmm. And uh, and their life, their perfect life, is brought to a a horrifying halt when mm-hmm. an unidentified black man is in their backyard. <laughs> what? That, is, that was what I thought too. I'm like the whole time, like, calm down. <laughs> there is a man in your yard. It's not. <laughs> it's like, Michael. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's so scared. And it turns out it's just Solomon, played by Ernie Solomon, Hudson. Ernie Hudson. He's who's so good. great yeah, in, this. in this role. He's it's, wonderful. Yeah, He's so sweet. Like, you just want to hug him. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. And yeah. his his name is Solomon, and he's from the Better Day Society, and it is a society that helps like mentally handicapped people get jobs and stuff. So he's there mm-hmm. to help them build this beautiful white picket fence for their beautiful white house, you know. Yes, and there is a 
important line here where he's like, do you want the fence to keep people in or keep people out? And they're like, both. So just wait for that, maybe. folks, because later in the movie, we, we will <laughs> revisit that idea. <laughs> and since Claire's pregnant, she, she goes to her checkup with her doctor, Dr. Mott. And Pansy Dr. Mott. <laughs> yeah, he's like a little creepy, just like... He's, like, talking about her breasts, like, yeah, they're nice and swell, just like they should be. Yeah, the first thing he's like, oh, why don't we start with the breast exam? Like, why don't you ask me some questions first, doctor? Buy a girl a drink first. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, he takes off his gloves when he's doing the examination on her, like, hoo-ha. And I'm like, uncomfortable. Don't like it. And she's like, this This feels weird. weird. And she leaves, and she has, like, an asthma attack. And she goes and she tells Michael. And to his credit, he's like, you know what? I believe you. What do you want to do? Like, do you want to hashtag me too? Yeah. Hashtag so me too. you know what? Good for you, Michael, for believing her. That's great. Mm-hmm. A plus movie. So, so far, we're like, this is a feminist film. Sure. It's all good. And mm-hmm. Dr. Mott does not take well to this accusation. His life is ruined. He loses everything. Mm-hmm. And so he blows his brains out as one does. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he left a widow, Mrs. Mott, Mrs. Peyton Mott mm-hmm. here. And she's also with child, and when she discovers that all of her assets have gone by the wayside and gone away, she has a miscarriage and loses her baby. And while she's recuperating, she sees on the news that the person who accused her husband of all of this is Dr. Mott. It, wait, is Dr. Mott <laughs> the plot twist? Wait, what am I thinking? I was just nodding <laughs> along with you. What? Like, yep, that's right. That's right. It was the whole time. He self-sabotaged The whole time? Himself. The whole time? <laughs> I told you this, this is a lot like Mrs. Dal- Dalfire. Yep. Um, yep. No, is Claire. Is Claire. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yes. I saw a different movie. <laughs> Claire Mott. Claire. Yes. Claire. Continue. <laughs> Claire. <laughs> the other Mrs. Mott. Um, yes. And she and she's just like, oh, she's going to rue the day she did this. And, mm-hmm. you know, soon enough, a little bit of time has passed. And one day Claire is trying to, uh, you know, get the bus because Emma's left like her backpack or something. And the bus magically stops. And Peyton walks out from in front of the bus. And she stopped Best the bus introduction for them. It's ever. great. Yeah. And immediately wins some points there. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, by the way, are you Claire? I heard that uh, you're looking for a nanny for your new baby. And she's like, yeah, how did you find out? Like, did you come through the ag- <laughs> agency? And she's like, I'm actually not with an agency. I was, like, working with a family, and they're moving away, and nannies talk at the playground, and they were like, you're looking for someone, so here I am. And she's like, cool, Seems like a believable great. story. Yeah. Come right in. Come right in. <laughs> come in, stranger. In- invade my, yes, please, Drink enter my, my personal space. Yeah. And, yes. So many red flags. Come on. And she also wins her over during this little talk because her Claire's earring keeps falling off Mm -hmm. and she starts to notice that and so she she grabs it and um that night she she has dinner with the family and after that she's in the baby's room and she pretends like the baby accidentally had that earring in his mouth and they're like Mm -hmm. oh my god you saved our baby you're hired this is why she's brilliant because she doesn't create insecurities she just like heightens them she oh, makes so them good. things that are already there and makes them even worse it's which so is great and like the sign of a master manipulator it's of great. course she and solomon don't really get off on the best foot because he shakes her hand and gets a little bit of paint on her white shirt and she's like really mad about it and it's bad i yeah Really I like how she can uh, he, he can sense that like something is wrong with her yeah. and th- is off with this woman and uh and I love yeah. I love that line where he he he's just like I'm sorry and she and she's like it's okay it's an accident anyone can have mm-hmm. an accident <laughs> yeah. like he's about to have a pretty bad accident I think too <laughs> It yeah bad. it's like sometimes her her eyes are saying something different than her actual mouth is saying oh, it's, <laughs> it's, a it's like you can see like the yeah the, the nuance of this oh it's so um, good like even like, what they somebody they're like, hey, you want to have dinner with us at six thirty? And she's like, I'll be here. And I'm just like, oh, I felt that. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> and I just peed a little bit. And then there's a night when Claire and Michael are going out on the town, and yeah. she wants to wear the sexy red dress because she's finally lost all that pesky baby weight and she's feeling sexy and stuff. 
but Peyton spills some perfume on it so that it's got a big stain and she's like oh I can't wear this now so she has to settle for like the frumpier dress yeah it's like that that was the only I guess nice dress she had was Mm -hmm. that red dress apparently (laughs) I mean the one the one she chooses isn't bad but it's like you really didn't have anything else that was like like kind of more nightclubby exactly yeah and this is where we meet the delightful Marlene who used to be uh, the girlfriend of Michael back in the day it's her first love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she immediately kind of catches on that Peyton's a little, you know, hmm, like she's just like a little too sexy mm-hmm. to be a nanny and she's like a little uncomfortable she's... by the whole thing. Yeah. And she, she kind of says something about like how, you know, never let an attractive woman yes. into your house because you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. And uh, and the hand that rocks the cradles, yeah. the, the hand that rules the go. world. There we go. The hand that rocks the Yep. That's the line. And while they're out there. Peyton is letting Emma stay up late and watch horror movies that her parents wouldn't let her watch. So just earn in those brownie points again. And Emma tells her about this kid who's an asshole at school. And she's like, you know what? Your parents should do something. And she's like, they tried, but they couldn't help. And she's like, well, we'll see about that. (laughs) And then she has started to set her alarm at night so that she can get up while everyone's asleep and breastfeed (laughs) the fucking baby that is not hers. (laughs) It's like what the fuck, Peyton? It's a it's a like disturbing scene because at first you think she's gonna smother the baby. She, she takes the pillow, pillow and she's gonna. <laughs> You're like, oh, and no. nope, she just pulls out her boob and starts. <laughs> it's like which one's worse? I really don't know. It's creepy. I don't know. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> and um and then that next day she goes to Emma's school and confronts that bully, twists his little stupid arm, and it's like if you mess with her again, I'll <laughs> cut your fucking head head off. <laughs> It's so good. And Emma's just like, yay. And um, and then there's this big proposal that Michael needs to mail at FedEx. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Claire's like, I'll take it. I'm going to the greenhouse, and we'll mail it afterwards. Peyton, you want to come along? And that's when mm-hmm. Peyton um, talks about how, like, her husband was her only family. And when he died, like, her whole life just fell apart. But she firmly believes that what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And she takes that letter that they're supposed to mail and goes into the bathroom and has a fucking shit fest. <laughs> this is so good. The best meltdown ever where she's just like taking a toilet pl- plunger and like beating the walls and she rips up the letter and then just like calms herself yeah. down. She's like, I'll be fine. It's great. <laughs> it's like, where's her Oscar? God damn it. Where's her fucking yeah, Oscar? I, seriously. It's great she deserved, acting. You know, way more acknowledgement so for this good. role. And, uh, of course, Claire gets to FedEx, and she's like, where's the letter? Oh, no. Wheeze. Wheeze. Because every time she's stressed, she just starts to wheeze. I'm not sure if this is how asthma works, where it's like there's just <laughs> a slight inconvenience, yeah. and she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's Chekhov's asthma attack. It really right? is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where's her inhaler? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and so she tells Michael, and Michael's trying to pretend like he's not mad but he clearly is you know and she's like oh great i'm such a terrible wife so score one for peyton and Mm -hmm. um and then i'm trying to think what happens after that there's like there's so much going Uh, on in this movie it's like jesus okay then they buy solomon his bike and then solomon climbs up on the ladder and and he sees the breastfeeding she is breastfeeding and they have that confrontation which big confrontation where she uses a great line that i can't say Because I know we can't it, say it's a bad it because it's word. inappropriate. But in but, the context of the, of the movie, it's like bone chilling. <laughs> right, like, because let's, scary. let's let's be clear, she's not a, you know, a great person. No. So, you know, it, you know it, it, again, we're it's not endorsing evil. this. Yeah. It's such an yeah, evil, it's evil scene, but it's yeah. a great scene yeah. because you can feel the evil radiating from her. Yes. It's, oh, it's so yes. so good. So she threatens she, him. Uh, yeah, she she's she, she's felt that this guy was a threat like from the beginning, mm-hmm. you can tell, and she was just kind of waiting for this moment to like you know, uh, take him down too, yeah. but she does, yeah, uh, in a oh, very twisted, man. fucked up way. <laughs> yeah, because she starts to plant the seed. Like she, she's like Claire. You know, sometimes it's like the way Solomon and Emma 
interact i think that's a little inappropriate and she's like what do you mm. mean and she's like oh it's probably nothing never mind i shouldn't have even brought it up <laughs> like it's like, you bitch but you did you did <laughs> <laughs> and then she steals a pair of emma's underwear and sticks it in Sol- solomon's tool tool shed thing and she's like you yeah. know what i need some batteries where are there some batteries and claire's like i bet solomon's got some in his tool shed and she goes out <laughs> and finds this pair of underwear and she's like uh, and once again, here comes the wheezing, and she yeah. she hits Solomon and is like, "Oh, could you?" Uh, and they have to send him away to the Better Day so- Society with his mm-hmm. his little bike, which he was so ex- excited about. It's sad. It's really it's sad because you you know that he didn't do anything wrong. No. And it, no. Emma's just completely inconsolable and she now hates her parents because they took away Solomon and she doesn't understand why. So of course Peyton becomes her new best friend and she starts to distance herself from her parents. It's just not good. It's not good. Everything is working as Peyton planned. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, we got to bring up the, the fucking wind chimes. The wind just, chimes. The, there's a big thing about these wind chimes, right? They're yeah. charming. They're... There is, uh, you see, Peyton thinks that wind chimes help a baby sleep. So she brings yeah. some in as like a welcome gift. Marlene mm-hmm. sees them and is like, what is that annoying fucking sound? And she's like, wind chimes. Mm-hmm. Peyton thought it would help the baby. And she's like, charming. Great. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and so just stick a pin in that because it comes back yeah, yeah. with a vengeance. It'll come back. <laughs> um, and Claire's like, you know, um, no, I, I think it's Peyton gets the idea to have a birthday party for Michael, right? Because everything's been so in, for, in, uh, in, intense. For Claire. For Claire, right. So, so she comes to yeah. Michael and is like, you and Marlene should plan this because mm-hmm. she knows that Marlene was like dating him back in the, in the day. And she also knows yes. that Michael only smokes when he's around Marlene. And yes. so she plans this whole thing to make Claire jealous and think that mm. they're fucking and stuff. And yeah, this, this was an interesting little, uh, uh, twist here because mm-hmm. it's like uh, d- first of all do they really need to be meeting like as much as they do to, to plan a, a fucking surprise party yeah there, uh, there, there's all these little surprise just, like, meetings and michael comes at home bars and... late a lot and she's like you smell like yeah. smoke what's going on and yeah. then she's like uh, and then Ma- Ma- marlene's like i can't do that thing because um i'm showing that house and she's like i thought you sold that mm-hmm. house and she's like i i did but mm-hmm. it, it fell through so like they're not good Suspicion. about covering it up and so it's no. just adding up to a lot of red flags for Claire. And then ultimately yes. <laughs> she comes home after going to the dry cleaners and finding Mar- Marlene's lighter in one of Michael's pockets. Mm-hmm. And she comes home and confronts Michael and, and she's like, you're fucking Marlene. And she's, and he, and he's like, calm down, Claire. There are people in there. And she's like, what? <laughs> And she walks Don't in. tell me to calm down, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. There's a whole fucking party there. Just like, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> and Marlene, who looks fucking great, uh, amazing. By the way. She's got like the Brie Van de, Van de Camp fl- flip. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. She looks stunning. And she's just like embarrassed, like, oh God, I got to get out of here. I need a drink. Yeah. And this just, and it, just does not end well. It does not. And at some point in this mix, uh, we get a scene where Peyton is like making food late at night oh, and, and uh, bent over machine. in front of the, yeah. the ice machine. That's what it is. Yeah. And then here comes Michael and, you know, she's stroking the fridge and she's like, would you like anything, Michael? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm good, but thanks. <laughs> but you can see the desire in his eyes, too. Mm. So there's that. Yeah. He has really pretty eyes, too. He does. They're, they're so they blue. Um, mm-hmm. And this is when Claire finally kind of puts two and two together. And she's like, you know, Michael, it's weird that ever since Peyton got here, our lives have really sucked. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, maybe we need to like send her away for, our, for a while. Unfortunately, Peyton is listening through the baby monitor. And she's like, the fuck you are. And she mm-hmm. comes up with this MacGyvery plan to rig the greenhouse with the shovel where once you open the the door, it kicks the shovel out, and the windows from above just like fall really fast and crash and explode yes. and like slice you into yes. bits. And so she it's sets nuts. this whole thing up, and 
Um, Claire leaves in the morning to, to go get some uh, plants for the greenhouse. And Peyton's like, haha, I'll wait till you get, 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 get back, little missy. And Marlene is looking at houses that she's going to show. And she sees that Dr. Mott's house is for sale. And there's these wind chimes in in the um in the picture and she's like hmm interesting and she goes and has a a a very brief but very exciting microfilm research montage yes library discovers that we need a theme song for this because it comes back every time library research montage so beautiful (laughs) and she just scrolls through and discovers that the widowed mrs mott is in fact Peyton, and she's like, "Fucking a, I got her, I got her." The whole time, the whole time. Oh my god, it's such, it, it's a, it's a shocker. And so she drives and uh, to 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 go warn Claire, and she has her car her car phone, and she's and she's like trying to call her, and Peyton picks up, and she's like, "I'll tell her that 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 you called," and she's like, "Sure you will, and sure you will, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> And the traffic's really bad, and she's like, "What is this? A parade? Come on!" <laughs> Which I use in traffic all the fucking time. Um, so thank you, Marlene. And uh, and she she just drives to um to the house, but she does leave a message for Clara at the greenhouse too, which comes into play later. And she gets to the house, and she's like, "Where's Clara?" And and she's like, uh, uh, "What's wrong?" And and she's like, "I need a doctor. Know of any Mrs. Mott?" She's like, this is like, please don't do anything. Just right. Like, this was her only there? really mistake, like underestimating oh, how no. far uh, this person would go. Unfortunately, it's her downfall. Oh, it's but, so sad because yeah. then Peyton's like, Claire's in the greenhouse and she goes out in the greenhouse mm-hmm. and Peyton's plan works. Not exactly as she thought because yeah. it ends up killing right. Marlene instead, but she gets cut to exactly. ribbons by the glass. Yeah. And... I love it. She's just kind of like, and eh, this is, you know, not what I planned, but it'll work. You know, <laughs> she's just like eating that apple just like slicing yes. it with i so could great. watch her chop and eat apples all fucking day if there was an oscar for apple <laughs> e- eating she'd have to win there's just no contest it would be fantastic it would be and oh. um claire comes back finds marlene has another breakdown but peyton while she's while claire's been gone has taken all of her inhalers and let all the yeah. medicine out so yes. Claire's just like running, trying to find an inhaler and she can't find one that, that works. And she just like it passes out and it looks like she's basically dead. She's like just slowly yeah. breathing. And, you know, even though Marlene, you know, didn't deserve that. Yeah. It's like one of the most iconic horror thriller deaths. I like, think so. I can think of just because you never see this like Rube Goldberg, crazy, no. complicated fucking greenhouse death. Like it, it just doesn't happen. So it's at least genius. they went there, you know. Fucking yeah, genius. it's, it's, it's smart. Yeah, I bet she went to Harvard. She just no, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so Claire's like in a coma, and a few weeks later, she's basically okay. But in the meantime, Peyton's trying to f- whittle her way into the family again. And there's like a whole scene in the rain where like Michael's going to to the greenhouse because he's like, "Oh, Marlene's gone. I I should have helped and stuff." And they're all just like dripping wet and she's all like, you know, Michael, just blah, blah, blah. She's just like t- trying to seduce him and stuff. And he's like, there's there, there's only one woman for me and stuff. And that's Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, Claire gets better and comes back home. Yeah. And they're all like, you know, Pey- Peyton's been great during this whole thing. And Claire sees that she's wearing her bracelet, which in in Peyton's defense, Claire did say she could borrow the bra- bracelet at one point. Right. So you said I could borrow did. it. Yeah. And, and, and she's um, put up like blue turtles in the nursery. In the nursery, and, which is like not her yeah. idea, but she's like, whatever. Nope. And yeah. it's like, I'm not sure how, how much time has passed, but eventually she's go- going through some old jeans that she had, that, that she, ha- yeah. she had on when she passed out. And she sees the the note from the greenhouse that said Mar- Marlene called and it was an emergency. So she goes to Marlene's real estate office and sees the houses that she was looking at. And she sees that mm-hmm. one of them was doc, Dr. Mott's house. So she drives there, makes an appointment to see the house. And when she walks in the nursery, she's like, Oh my God, 
it's exactly how the nursery is in my house now. What the fuck? And she sees a breast yeah. a breast pump. And I love the guy. Like, the, <laughs> the realtor is like, what yeah. a strange toy. <laughs> and, and it's a fucking like, breast, it's a breast pump, pump, you idiot. He's like, a breast pump? What is that? Like, I'm dude. a man. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you gals and your female problems. Y'all are silly. And, and then he ran for Congress yeah. and won <laughs> as a Republican won. senator. That man's name was Ted Cruz. <laughs> And, Ted Cruz. And, and, and so and so she peels out of there. She's like, holy shit, this is not good. And she yeah. she comes back home, literally just makes a beeline for Peyton and just punches her in the fucking face to the point where she Across flies the over table. the table and lands on her ass. Again, this is just like the Guardian, where he just punches her in the face, and she goes fucking flying. It's, oh, it's so also good. orphan. I think in these orphan, movies, yeah. there needs to be a point where the person who's being ga- gaslit just punches the character in the face really hard because it's so Wait. satisfying. She doesn't even have like a mark afterwards, though. She's fine. <laughs> just a little bit of blood. Just a and little, little rad. She's baby. like Claire. What's wrong? And and she's like Michael. This is Doctor Mott's widow. And he's like, is is that is that right? And and Peyton's just like pretending like nothing's wrong. She mm-hmm. she just like after everything I did for this family, I told you she'd turn against me, Michael. I told you. And yeah. they're like, I think you should just leave. And she's like, okay, I'll just take my baby, my baby, and I'll be back. And she's like, this is. I like, mean, I'll just get my things and come back. And they're like, we'll send your this things. This is like my favorite, my favorite delivery in like the entire movie because you just see like the cogs working in her head. Where she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just get my baby and we'll be on our way. I, I, I mean, um, I'll just get my my things. <laughs> and they're just like, leave now. Give me your keys. And then. Emma comes up and she's like, Peyton, no. And she's like, your mommy and daddy hate me. I'm sorry. And she mm. just leaves. And they're like, they should have the called the police right away. Like not well, wait until this do. point. Like, come on. They do. They do. The but they should have done it earlier. And they're like, is this yeah. an emergency? And he's like, well, not really. I mean, we locked our doors yeah. and stuff. And right. also they're like, you know what? Let's stay at a hotel tonight just in case. So they're actually kind of smart here. And so, but they should have called police like way back, like when she even before she even got back to the house. Like she well, should yeah. have been like called the police and been like done something. She like, you know, have, they yeah. they waited until well, quite a I while, mean, they but, didn't have cell phones back then, so like she could have called. There's that. You know, like they're yeah. they seem like they have money, but they're not like Marlene money, where she has like a car phone, <laughs> yeah. which was like a luxury. Well, there are payphones, and there were still payphones in this <laughs> area. But, but yeah, <laughs> and and so um, they lock all the doors, but then Michael hears fucking Gilbert and Sullivan coming from downstairs and like a dildo head he has to go downstairs we've left off like 50 gilbert and sullivan references oh God, but so they're many. all over the place they're in this movie everywhere yeah. choose your own G- yeah. gilbert and sullivan adventure mm-hmm. and he goes mm-hmm. downstairs and he sees that um peyton's radio is on and you're like she yeah. is down there she's gonna kill him and this is a very suspenseful scene because you're like, she's she's in there. You know she's going to pop out. And he goes upstairs and she pops out. I jump every fucking time. And <laughs> she hits him in the head with the sho- sh- shovel. He falls down the stairs and lands with like a crack. And you're like, well, he's fucking useless whack-a-mole. now. Yeah. Yep, he's... <laughs> so, Claire here hears the noise and goes downstairs and finds him. And he's like, you got to watch out. She's in the house. I can't walk. My legs are broken. And she's like, well, fuck. Great. And so she goes and tries to call the police. And Peyton comes in with yeah. that fucking shovel and is just like mm-hmm. whacking things. And they're having a big fight. And she hits Claire on the back and she passes out. And Peyton goes upstairs to collect Emma and the, the baby. But Emma's yeah. smart. She lo- lo- locks herself and the baby in the room. P- Peyton's like, this isn't going to work out. Give me the baby. You're not my mommy. And she's like, yeah. what the fuck, Emma? After everything I did. And she grabs a fire poker and is just like poking through the door. And it all culminates when they go up to the attic. And mm-hmm. they she sees that Solomon has broken into the house as well. And she's going to help. Yes. He's going to help Emma and the baby get out. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, give me my baby or I'll bash your brains in. And then here comes Wheezy. Now, they... they, they... She's all like, they, they, they don't. And she has a knife. They, like, they don't have a carousel in their attic. Like they from don't. The crush. That was the only thing that could have made opportunity. Like everything was because who yeah. doesn't have one of those in their attic? Yeah, in their fucking attic. But it, it, and, yeah. 
And uh, here comes Claire with her little kick, kick, kitchen knife. And she's like, leave my family alone. And they have a big fight. And then she keeps wheezing. And Peyton gets in her face. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, did you know that when your husband makes love to me, it's 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 my face he sees. Like, who would want you? Mm-hmm. You can't even breathe. <laughs> it's like the line from clueless like you're a virgin who can't drive (laughs) and uh and so then there's a big a big fight and she starts to like hit Saul and with the fire poker she's like give me my baby and claire's like no and she charges and pushes her through the window she falls off the roof Mm -hmm. and whack right on the white picket fence so solomon's gonna have a lot to do in the morning um poor guy destroys yeah that that fucking american dream was which the american dream which was built to keep people out and uh (laughs) It succeeded, I guess, yeah. because, uh, you know, it, <laughs> it uh, yeah. And then kept out the invading force. Yeah. Claire's just like, yeah, maybe you should come back, Solomon. You know, I mean, I guess she just assumed that the molestation thing was Peyton's doing. She's right. still not really sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, machinations he, that she I mean, was, yeah. he could still be a diddler. You don't know. Like, watch out, Claire. You should trust people so clearly. You know, I mean, this is goodness. Yeah. But yeah, but I do love that this movie ends with an image of Ernie Hudson carrying a baby, <laughs> shaking his butt back and forth, walking down the <laughs> stairs because he's excited. It's sweet. It's really it's sweet. cute. Yeah, the, I, that's I. Yeah, the thing about this movie, there's so many like uh, genres that they kind of throw in here mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's kind of it has some feel good family moments at times, and then it has these really intense like. Uh, it, home invasion stuff mm-hmm. and even like kind of universal monster movie type stuff with her like walking around like you know uh, trying to you know uh, creeping around corners with yeah. his fucking shovel and everything and I like the idea that like uh, um, usually it's a dude in these movies up until this point so it's like you wouldn't really expect right. this woman to be like as strong as she is in this mm-hmm. final thing you know, especially because she can't it, even breathe you... right right <laughs> well uh, and it's like usually you expect or at least the expectation in Hollywood. Like when you have mm. a female villain, it's like they're gonna they're gonna get at people from a non physical way. Like they right. will manipulate like like she does. But mm. at the end of this movie, like Peyton has this like upper body strength like of a fucking oh god, god, and she's like yeah. you know swinging this fucking shovel around everywhere. Yeah, and she and, basically like, turns into that. like a blonde Michael Myers, and I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that is the hand oh. that rocks the motherfucking cradle, <laughs> and it rocks it hard, <laughs> boy. It's so delightful this movie it, it goes from yeah one to ten and uh all over again and it, it's great it's, and it's like i think yeah. i've heard some people say that ernie hudson's performance is offensive and i'm like i don't mm. i don't get it because he's he plays it i think in a very res- respectful way and you like him and he's not like doing think, a bunch of cliches i don't think no his performance is fine like yeah. if you want to critique the, the character maybe not getting quite enough character development or maybe. whatever like that's fine but like yeah. his performance is like fine yeah. like i don't and he saves the day at the end. Like, if he didn't come back, yeah, maybe mean, Claire wouldn't have gotten the up, upper hand there to be distracted. Right. You know? So, right. I don't know. Right. Um, Sweet little character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, it's a very white movie. Like we said, like that, that's kind of the point. Like, it's supposed to be, you know, poking fun at, and not poking fun, but like, you know, satirizing to some degree this, like, just very ridiculous waspy family and, like, uh, how she doesn't check references. She just lets people into her house, like, without even thinking about it. And just, like, <laughs> it's like everything is just so carefree for this family. Yeah. Like, and and uh, um, and I, I like that sort of concept of, like, no, nobody thinks to check in on the widow of this doctor. Like, That's like, true. It was That's just what like, it's really about, is that, you know, there are people yeah. attached to these horrible pe- people that do horrible things. And it's not really fair for yeah. them to go down with them, you know. I've always no, felt like that was it, kind of fucked up. Yeah, it was. It's like none of her friends, I guess, checked in on her. Or probably like, We not. didn't see him anyway. And it's yeah. just, and it was like, it was probably like she, all she had in her life was this doctor, you know, this fucked up dude and, yeah. and you know, the, the premise of a baby and then the promise of a baby. And then it just, you know, mm. when that's gone and like, like her entire world just like drops out from underneath her. So it's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's sad. I you know? totally get it. Like 
if I was in yeah. her shoes, maybe I would do the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been there, so I'm trying to yeah, find it, some it's empathy hard to, here, you know? Like, it's hard to, yeah, judge too much. None of us have been in this. I, I, maybe no. some of our listeners have. I, I'm maybe. sorry if you have, but, you know, I, I have not been in this this particular situation. No. And, well, it's a very specific situation. I, yes. I feel very few of us probably right. would <laughs> be in this right. exact one, but, you know, yeah. it's just, I get it. That was her whole life, and now she's... yeah. She takes it out maybe on the person she shouldn't have, but it's understandable, right. you know? I mean, right. I get it. Right. Oh, Peyton Flanders. What a, what a mm. last name. Like, when you're, when you're picking an alias, Flanders, all right. That's going to be like my Ned name. Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, yeah. That's a yeah. great name. I'm just going to use that name yeah. as an alias for something. <laughs> I don't know what. I, I don't know what <laughs> I need to be secretive about, but if I was going to be secretive, I would. If I have to travel I mean, in, we've, incognito yeah. at some point, I'll, <laughs> that's that's my name. You've been using an alias on this podcast the whole time. I don't that's even know your right. real name. Like, <laughs> what is my real name? You don't know. No I will knows. never know. <laughs> well, do we have some overlooked gems to wrap up? Um, yeah. Today? This week, I'm going to pick one called The Incubus, which stars, of all people, John Cassavetes. Um, mm. It's from 1981, and it's about this mm-hmm. creature. It might be a creature. It might just be a man who is like raping all these women in this small town and like impregnating mm. them or something. It's weird. Like it's it's mm. strange. And mm. there's this kid who's like having these dreams about it, and they're like, "Is he the one doing it?" And it, there's all these weird twists and turns. It's like a really sleazy movie. I had seen it like way back when. But Vinegar Syndrome put it out recently, and I had the Blu-ray, and I just pulled pulled it out recently, mm-hmm. and I liked it a lot more this time. It's um, cool. it's got some cool moments, lots of good mood. Cool. And uh, check it out. Yeah, it's interesting. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, and Incubus is like a sex demon, right? Yes, indeed. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. the title Incubus from the film is actually really creepy looking creepy little mm. demon mm. Hmm. interesting um i got thesis from 1996 mm-hmm. aka thesis um this is a uh, you know this woman she's doing a thesis hence the name <laughs> and it's about <laughs> no <laughs> i know i know and it's about violence and you know extreme pain and things like that uh she's got a little yearning to research this stuff and uh it's got some good like library research sequences, so already I love it. And uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she just like randomly finds this like snuff video in the library at one point, if I remember right. There's like this secret passageway that leads down to this basement. Oh. She sees it and she's like, well, "What the hell's going on here?" It's definitely got. I hate that everything is being called Jalo esque these days, but it's Jalo esque. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got some Jalo vibes. And uh, she discovers um, that the girl who was killed was a former. Uh, that was um, killed in this video um, was a former student at her university. And uh, so it becomes this sort of whodunit of like, oh, someone at the university uh, killed this girl, so we have to find out who it is. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty engaging little Spanish thriller. It's by um, Alejandro Amenabar from The Others. And uh, uh, reminds me a bit of Candyman too, because it's got like an academia setting and mm-hmm. yeah, the whole like mystery vibe. And it's, it's really kind of grungy with that early 90s aesthetic um, decent twist not everything worked for me but uh it was definitely worth checking out and uh good stuff good stuff i've always wanted to see cool, that cool, cool. so i i need to watch it pretty solid pretty solid uh, andy wire did some like list of like Ooh, the top like 30 from the 90s and i was like okay i'll check it out and it was it was it was good nice. it was good a classy horror film you know oh, one of those one of those classy films <laughs> we don't watch those here nope haunted hill is strictly a trash only zone Sorry, folks. <laughs> We're not getting classy here. Don't tell Bloodbeat, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Although that, that 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 was a pretty artsy film in some ways, so there's that. Every now and then we dip into the art exploitation <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find us. Where are we? Everywhere. We are on Facebook everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, H-O-H-H podcast. Like, ho. Yes. H-O-H-H, like ha. us. Hoes. Haws. Yes. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at homos on Honda Till. That is all one word. Mm-hmm. AOL keyword, homos on Honda Till. <laughs> Do we have an AOL keyword? 
Should, should I, we? <laughs> we should look at that. Can we bring that back? Are they still a thing? <laughs> you can also find us on Patreon. We would love to have you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to, let's see, uh, Mike Gleason, who's one of our charitable voyeurs. Hi, Thank you, Mike, Thank for you supporting much. us. And yeah, we just released an episode, as you probably saw, yes. on Death Becomes Her, mm-hmm. uh, which, as you recall, was one of Chris's favorite films. Always. So always you'll, will be. you'll want to check that out because yeah. a lot of passion in that discussion. A lot and, of passion. Yeah. A lot of bad Isabella yeah. Rossellini impressions, too. A lot yeah. of bad <laughs> Isabella. And Jennifer Jason Lee impressions. <laughs> For some reason. I don't, I don't know, know why. I don't know why up, she's but... in there, but. <laughs> Here's the thing if you follow us on Patreon, we tend to not edit those episodes quite no. as much. So you get like all of our little side uh, conversations that we normally edit out. So, so it's just bad. <laughs> so if you're interested, you know, go check it out. Word vomit the podcast. I can't believe people like listening to us, but here we are, like a year and a half or something, and into I mean, it. And thanks, uh, y'all. Thank you. I'm thrilled yeah. to know that we're bringing some joy, to some joy to t- tens your, of yeah, people. Life, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's great. Yeah, that's great. <sighs> And y'all always stick with us through like really do. whatever we do, which is there shocking to me. There are some of y'all Again. that have been there from the start. And yep. I just, oh, wow. Thanks, y'all, really. From, you know, Psycho 3 to Bloodbeat mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, anything we cover. Uh, you know, yeah. Swim Fan, you, you, know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> in the season of Thanksgiving, we give thanks to you. Yes. We thank you so much. <laughs> It's true. But for now, we will say so long. Farewell. I'll be saying goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to stay and taste my and first uh... champagne. So. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye.